0: 10 46 a.m. 11:813, 8 13 november 8th, 2013 just want to capture what a blitz satan has done on me in the last 18 hours it's been it's actually comical when i think about it yesterday i go to work on the commandments and prepare for my bible study i get to starbucks i'm there for 15 minutes i glance over to my left and the girl i haven't seen in months the Egyptian lady is sitting there, blazing an the eye, staring a hole right through my head. Sitting right next to her, her guy, whatever he is, and I'm just like, oh my goodness! I make it through that. I pray, and I'm like, God, just you know, protect me from whatever. It all went off without a hitch. She walked out without even making eye contact with me. She just was right next to her, her guy. I thought it was great. Ten minutes later, in walks. I mean, within 10 minutes of each other, I'd never seen this happen before ever, enemy trying to just get me offended and overwhelmed while I'm trying to study the Word. I put it out of my head, keep my eyes focused. I got distracted for a couple minutes, but other than that, I just, by God's grace, went back into doing it. Get to the Bible study last night. We have two new guys that show up. One guy turns out to be one of these people who wants to first visit in, let everybody know just how smart he is. And... Within about five minutes of him talking, he says, Oh, this is why I'm here, to to help you guys have a personal relationship with the Lord. First time visitor, very smart about the Bible, but also very weird about some things and was getting off into things. And I could see right where we were going with this, started to try to shut it down. And the guy just kept going and kept going. And... get in the car with my stepfather. My stepfather was so offended he wants to say something to the guy. But this morning I've been in all prayer about it and just giving it to the Lord and saying, Father, I want your will to be done. I don't want to be offended. I don't mind helping a weaker brother. But if this is an agent sent of Satan to distract what we're doing in this Bible study because we have such great momentum, God, get him out. I come home from the walk. I've been praying about my, oh, I get down to my prayer walk I get all the way down to the best part of my prayer walk, the cul-de-sac at the end in the woods to find a group of teenagers have pulled in snuck and they're up, they're up to no good. So they've taken over my prayer joint and they're smoking a joint is what I believe. And they see me coming and I just kind of walk right up to them, close to them and they, they start kind of scattering from what they're doing or whatever and I just turned around and walked away. I lamented for the next 15 minutes over, should I have said something to them? I spent time in prayer and I'm like, God, I don't want to do anything you don't want me to do. But Lord, I should have said something to them and I wrestled with that back and forth. Come into the house. I'm in the house getting ready, praying, feeling that, you know, the enemy's just trying to keep me anxious about everything. I have a meeting today with two people. I barely have enough money to get a cup of coffee. I have $2 in my wallet. My checking account balance this morning went negative $15 because a URL or a domain name that I had registered a long time ago that I didn't want anymore automatically rebuild itself took my checking account into the negative balance today. So that's more good news. Then as I'm getting finishing up from my shower, I hear my mom frantically knocking on the door. She hands me the call and it's apparently a collections call for Michael Chriswell. I handed it back to her and I said, Oh, I know what this is about. I got the letter. It's about my phone. She starts inquiring about that, and I just say, Oh, you know, I just haven't had a phone in three months. Well, why are they still billing you? She walks away, huffing and puffing down the hallway, going, huh, Wow. And here's, by the way, right now, 205 324 6666, right? EM Evans meets. Thank you, God, for the warning. So my mom walks up to me and says, So, and then she storms off and she goes, Wow three months phone, three years taxes, and six months child support. Wow. Goodness. And, and just real negative, real trying to put her fear out there, manipulate. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I just went straight in my room, put on some worship music, prayed, told the father how much I trusted him. So I feel like I'm praying that what I hear people that are ahead of me say, people that are ahead of me tell me that it's the darkest right before it's light and that right before God's going to bring you your victory, the enemy is going to put on his biggest attack ever. He's going to attack you right before you're getting ready to be promoted. And I just really believe that God is getting ready to save me. And that's why, I mean, all of these attacks, I mean, think about it. The two most ungodly disruptive seductive women in my whole life show up at the exact same time one of which God has Satan has already used to try to destroy me and the other one the most inappropriate encounter I've ever seen with a woman happened with these with this other one in a restaurant trying to get me to go to the bathroom. I mean just crazy. And they both show up within 10 minutes of each other while I'm studying the Word of God. A new guy comes in and almost basically tries to take over and divert away from the teachings of Christ into other things in our Bible study last night and won't be quiet. This morning I wake up, my checking account balance is negative. Then I go out to pray about this, you know, thing that happened last night. Come back and my mom gets a collection call. I get a collection call about my cell phone being three months, you know, I owe. And then my mom's storming off down the room making fun of me again and just mocking me so i am just so praying and believing that god is getting ready to deliver me that god is getting ready to deliver me in jesus name let it be god let it be that people can see how faithful you are and how real satan is and all that he tries to do because i have had some moments of discouragement but this actually encourages me I am absolutely convinced that Satan must know that my delivery and restoration and new season is just around the corner. In the last 36 hours I have experienced more spiritual warfare in different variety of ways than I think I have seen in my entire life. Then I go to put my name on the license for put my name on the uh, the rental car for the flight today to florida and i went yesterday to put my my license down and find out that my license is expired it expired on september 8th i've had it for so many years i hadn't looked at it and so i've had to miss the flight lost 159 dollars for larry they've had to work out other arrangements which praise god it it's happened i tried to get all the way down to the department of driver's license before they close i get down there get set up get everything ready to go have my my passport license my birth certificate and the only thing i didn't bring was the main thing i needed which was my social security card so i wasn't able to get one and i've not been able to go i come home try to renew online thinking i should be able to renew online and find out i can't because my credit card because my expiration it expired then um My mom is walking around all afternoon huffing and puffing like I'm the worst person in the world. As if everything that's happened with Larry and Trish is all my fault. And it's just horrible. Just like the most disappointment I've ever seen from me. Like I'm some kind of a rotten human being. Just crazy. And I just, I was fine with it. I just let her do her thing. Then I get a call from my kids finally. I talk to Nathan. Then I get about three minutes with Tyler. I'm having a conversation using my friend Marcy's phone. Tyler and I get cut off. They never call back. And I get so frustrated because I've been missing my kids so much. I'm standing out in the front yard of Larry and Trisha's house, crying begging God to let me talk to my kids and to help me. I was just so sad. Um, Marcy sees in the spirit a boy arguing with um, a lady about calling me back, but she won't let she won't let him then I come home last night and i find a note from my mom on the countertop accusing me of leaving the house unlocked while they were gone until they got home at 11 o'clock when in fact it was them that had left after i did so i was accused of that then marcy shares a uh, kind of a negative word with me that she th- feels that the lord has told her about laura that it's laura's choice to choose to come to her to, to him and to get serious with her relationship with him and that, you know, he can't force her into it and that I need to change the way I'm praying about it. And Marcy just kind of had some doubts and I know she has, you know, gifts of prophecy. So anyhow, that was, that was a little challenging. Then this morning, another GoDaddy goes through on my, my account, putting my account into 56, $56. That's this morning. Then, um, my mom comes back in her same old dramatic fashion and wants to dig up all the details of how I've fixed all the things that are going on with Larry and Trish. Everything's fine between all of us, um, you know, everybody that's involved. And she comes in and I finally have to tell him that I'm I'm done sharing information. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be disrespected like this, where every time I share something, you turn it around and you know spit on it and all this garbage. Just crazy. So we got into a fuss. She's been in um, apparently her room almost all the day, all day long. I go and help um, my friend finish cleaning the house. Come home tonight. Nothing's different. I had an amazing time with my friend. Just so blessed in the Lord. Worshiping God and prayer and just amazing stuff. Come home tonight. Get off, Get Finally get a phone call back from my kids. I'm so excited. Only to then hear some of the worst things I've heard from my kids. Um, about things that have been happening. And um, my son Tyler had been messing around with nathan's butt while he was laying on the floor and just had his feet on him harassing him or whatever and nathan got up and basically said that tyler had been standing on him and he wasn't and uh his grandfather came over and put him on the ground and stood on him and put all of his weight on my son and um tyler told me about it tonight and then he told me that coach took um nathan threw him up on the countertop And Tyler asked me, he says, Dad, what does it mean when somebody says you're not worth spit? The grandfather told my seven year old son that he wasn't worth spit. And my own 12 year old son didn't know what it meant. So I got Nathan on the telephone and I just told him I'm so sorry and I just told him how valuable he was and told him not to listen to the lies that that is lies from the devil trying to destroy him and trying to tell him who he is and that he is the most valuable person I know that God loves him and adores him and I'm just so absolutely frustrated over what's going on with my kids and the parental alienation and you know kaylee bringing up you know mom doesn't like you dad and i said honey i know do you like mom and i said yes honey i love your mother she's the mother of my children i love her for that and she goes well at least somebody likes somebody you know this is my six-year-old one of my six-year-old daughters saying this and then finally i get tyler on the phone um some more and It ends positively because he tells me, I said, Tyler, have you seen anything else in the spirit? And um, he tells me that he has seen his angel. He says, Dad, I've seen the angel that watches over me. He's been seeing several more spirits. He's seen several more demons. He said, Dad, I've seen the biggest one I've ever seen. And he said he came right up behind me. And um, so he's seen several demons since I've last talked to him. But he did tell me and he wanted to tell me all about seeing his angel and um it was awesome he was trying to describe to me what he looked like and he's like dad i can't even hardly describe it he said i couldn't really see his face and he said that his hair is kind of the same color as his skin and he said that his skin is like really bright he said i'm having a hard time describing it and it's like a white bright kind of a light and um he said he was pretty tall and um he seemed to be pretty excited about that and and He's never afraid of the demons when he sees them. He says, Dad, I'm not afraid of them at all, which I just thought was so cool to hear. And that was, that was a, a really good part. And, um, you know, just to hear what they're going through. And then he told me, he says, when he wanted to tell me something, he had to get in a corner somewhere and shut the door and get really quiet. And he said that he's not comfortable being around his mom. He's not, and he said, Dad, I'm not comfortable being around Grandma or Coach. So here you have a 12-year-old son, my son, who's not comfortable being around any of the three adults that are in the house with him and there is demons all around and they are just bitter, angry, mean and now they are abusing my children and standing on my son, putting him on the ground and I have to hear about this makes me so angry if I had that son of a bitch here I would just punch him in his freaking nose I know I would just punch him in his face but i know and i told him i said tyler you never forget that god sees everything that is done and your angels now you have proof that what daddy's telling you is true because you have seen your own angel and i said they see everything that is done to you and god is watching and he will protect you i said but don't ever be afraid to tell daddy these things but i still feel even as angry as i am inside i still feel like i'm only supposed to just trust the lord he just keeps telling me to trust him I have seen more spiritual warfare than I have ever seen in my entire life in the last 36 hours. I know that my day is here. The day of here, he has tried to do everything he can to discourage me, to squash me, to hurt me, to abuse me, to accuse me. And I am not putting up with it. I don't give a crap who it comes from. I am not going to let anybody or no devil push me around and push me off my horse. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I have stood up against all of hell with Jesus Christ. Nothing can harm me. Nothing can get in my way. And I am just so encouraged because i know that with all of this mess there is glory right around the corner he's messing with my kids he's messing with me he's messing with my friends he's messing with my bible study he's messing with my finances he's messing with my family he's messing with everybody he is not going to get me i am fighting that sob and the lord is on my side i am totally yielding to him and i have told the father how frustrated i am and I am trusting God to take care of this, but i am i am we are getting ready to see something unbelievable. I just know we are getting ready. The Father has warned me all day today. I pulled into a parking lot with a friend of mine so they could get her get the mail and I just looked down at the 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 odometer and it was six six six. I saw a four six 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 yesterday, one two three, four, six of them. Um, today saw one and so god is right there warning with me he just keeps showing me 616 take up the shield of faith with which to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one but i'm no longer going to play pussyfoot with the devil i'm not going to be i'm going to be courageous a man of courage and i'm not going to i'm not going to just sit still while evil ravages i'm not going to do it i'm going to pray harder i'm going to read harder i'm going to stand in it harder stand against it harder i'm not going to watch the devil he's not winning God is on my side in this. And this is, in one hand, it's very frustrating to have all that's happened. And on the other hand, it is just so absolutely astonishing and edifying to see the devil hate me this much. Rusty, it's Michael. Brother, I'm outside. It's uh, almost dark. I'm uh, on my tail end of my prayer walk here. And I just felt... A strong prompting, before I forget, I want to send you a message, and man, I just want to tell you that I love you, and I really respect and appreciate how hard you work to come up with a new message, something every single week that's relevant, that is full of truth, that will help your people, and that will feed God's sheep. Brother, as a professional, former professional speaker, I understand the idea that it's much easier to get a new audience than it is to get a new sermon or a new message and so i really from experience have walked in those shoes and i appreciate what you do but rusty having said that i want to just share with you out of love man and i feel like i'm doing you a disservice if i don't share this with you and i pray that you'll receive this i'm sharing this with you and the lord but brother i was i left church this morning upset in my spirit and Obviously, I'm very passionate about what I believe in. I recognize that. But I feel, again, that it would be remiss of me if I don't share this with you. But I feel like when I left the church this morning, actually about 20 minutes into your message, maybe 15 minutes into your message, brother, I felt a spirit of confusion in that building over all of the people. And I would just ask, I don't know how it went second or third service, I was in first service, I just ask that you take note of the fact that people were more quiet and gave you less feedback than at any other time I've ever seen being in that church. And it's because the people were confused. Sometimes being inside the frame of your own picture, you maybe are so busy focused on the audience and your message, you may not be able to see what I saw and so I feel obligated to share this with you brother but here's what happened this morning I'm not the only person that discerned this by the way I had shared it with another person and they said Michael I felt the exact same thing and here's what we felt like we kept waiting for you to bring it home and you never brought it home and here's what I mean by that the messages that you've been preaching over the last couple of months i haven't i wasn't here last week but the last couple of months have been absolutely spectacular filled with god's truth heavily heavily anointed and the people are starving for truth rusty people are starving for hard truth man you know that children want to have boundaries they want to be told no they want to know they can't cross the street they want to know it's dangerous to run away in a store and you got children obviously sitting in the church i'm not telling you anything you don't know But here's my point is, you have been really bringing it in the last several months with really starting to hit hard and telling people, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear this, but, you know, sin is wrong. You need to turn from it. I've heard you say, you know, we don't need to be having seances. And if you're stumbling in this, you got to get away from that. And you can't expect God to bless you and do all stuff that I'm preaching to people and seeing people's lives completely radically changed for Jesus Christ, because they're hearing the hard truth. And so you've been preaching that message. And then this morning, the message and the emphasis on grace being built upon a foundation, which we already know in the church, brother, that less than 2 to 3%, I think, George Barnett says, 2 to 3% of Christians understand the truth of what grace is. Most people think that it has to do with the forgiveness and salvation. Yes, that's the first work to give us what we never could have earned on our own. You totally nailed that. But people were left confused this morning in that church based upon the messages they had been hearing about you coming in hard on sin, but they were left in the first service back confused going, wait a second, I'm not 100% certain I understand this grace thing again because you were just telling me that I need to turn from my sin and that grace is not an excuse to sin, but now you're back telling me that I'm covered past, present, and future sins. All right, Rusty, all right. But it was never brought home that grace truly is the empowerment to live a life free of sin. It is not the excuse to continue in sin. And I felt like that part being left off of your message and not really, again, helping people understand that sin is not okay. And, and and Rusty, here it is. It's got to be the distinguishing between a person who does not yet walk with Christ versus a person who is walking with Christ. What do I mean by that? The person who's a sinner, who's a non-believer, needs to hear fully about the grace of God. Needs to understand... Absolutely. The grace of God is what gets you to the top of Mount Salvation, nothing else, period. End of story. But for those of us that are followers of Christ, which should be the majority of the people in the church, they need to be hearing that message. Grace is what got you here, and grace is what keeps you from going back to where you were, and grace is what enables you to stay away from that sin. I'm just sharing this with you, man. Who am I, right? I mean, who am I to share this with you? But I just want you to know. That I'm not the only person that discerned that. But man, I was upset in my spirit over this. And if I don't tell you this, Rusty, I'm wrong. And I know that I, I, you know that I love you and I respect you. This is not a take on you at all. This is an observation of what I see going. People are still so ignorant of the truth, including myself, for a long time on this. For 20-something years, I never understood the truth. And that's why I never saw the kind of fruit that I'm seeing now where... Jesus Christ is wrecking people's lives through little old Michael Criswell because I'm sharing with them the whole truth. So I just want you to be aware of that, man. Wanted to share that with you again. I thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. I hope you don't feel differently about me, and I hope you're in a place where you can receive this observation without, you know, taking it personal. But, brother, um, there was some confusion in church this morning. That's all I'm going to tell you. And I really hope and pray that people will. Uh, Get the opportunity to come out of that. I bless you, man. In Jesus' name, do with this whatever you see fit. You're the boss. I just wanted to share with you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon, man. Bye-bye. It's 8 o'clock in the morning on November 14th, 2013. And I God has done an amazing work of grace in my heart this morning. Once again, proven His amazing faithfulness um, repeatedly. Basically, I woke up this morning... Um, really struggling and just feeling pressure and negativity and doubt coming in all all facets of my life right now. I woke up very discouraged. I even had a dream uh, last night about Laura that um, you know it just amazes me how this works. I was already weak and I'm already down and being discouraged and I woke up this morning and I had a dream about Laura last night and I haven't had a dream about Laura in, a, in several weeks and you know and they're always pure they're either pure dreams from God to encourage me or they're negative um, I remember seeing 212 several times yesterday and I can see why now but um, the dream in the dream I had agreed to work on a project somewhere to try to help her out, she was kind of running a project somewhere at like a some type of event or something. And I showed up to try and help her, and I showed up late because I didn't have the right resources, and so things weren't going well already to begin with. I couldn't find certain things I needed to get there, and I was looking for them, and I ended up getting there late. But I did the best I could to show her that I was, you know, worthy, and it was all about me trying to prove myself in the dream. In the dream, it was all about, you know, I'm not good enough, so I have to prove to her that I'm good enough somehow or another, I ended up, um, being invited over uh, to her house to help out with a project. And I was so excited about going over there and having the opportunity to just be around her. And and this dream was totally different. There was really, um, it was much more negative, uh, much more, um, you know, like I got no chance with her kind of thing. And, um, I ended up getting to her house and, uh, there was another guy there so there was another guy helping with me and uh, it turned out I ended up doing most of the work And this guy laid down on a couch across from a couch she was sitting on and he they were just laying there talking with each other and in the dream I had all of my old self there was feelings of jealousy you know inadequacy uh, uh, selfishness it was all all the old me was in the dream uh, whereas today I would be much more inclined to just you know Father I know you have this and and I trust you for this. In the dream I was very worried and um, you know basically the dream ends with me you know going home without having any decent interaction with her whatsoever and her really almost seeming to like this other guy better and have this relationship with him and. Anyhow, there's more details to the dream, but it doesn't even really matter. The bottom line is, is that it was used to, to, you know, make me feel like I don't measure up, and that I end up losing her, and uh, you know, you so so I woke up and I recognized, okay, I know where this dream came from. So instead of allowing the dream to cause me to be panicky or, or negative, because I could tell that I literally because of that dream. Woke up feeling like giving up on Laura. Not like I was going to make a decision to, but those feelings of, dude, just move on. You know, quit thinking about this is ever going to happen. Just give up. And so, and, you know, it makes, me, it makes me want to cry because I think about how long I've been waiting for Laura. And there's a part of me that is so just excited, believe it or not, to have the enemy show me this. You know, and do this to me, knowing that I know why he's working against that in my life. He's trying to steal and kill and destroy all of my hope and all of my dreams and all of my energy, all of my faith and um you know i don't e- I don't obsess about Laura anymore at all. I mean, I couldn't say that I did, but obviously I had that period of just thinking about her every day all day excited, you know wondering what she's doing and all that. I'm way past that by God's grace and you know i pray for her still faithfully every day but i've told the father i could live without her lord if he doesn't want to give her to me then i'm okay i'll be okay i know i could live without her i would rather have her and i've asked the father to have, to give her to me as my wife and but i'm at a place where i'm content either way so to have that dream last night it was actually edifying there's i don't know there's something so tender in my heart about laura right now just so tender you know, and I had a friend of mine who gave me kind of a negative word about her about a week ago and then shortly thereafter that same friend of mine said the Lord rebuked her for being a false prophet and getting ahead of herself and speaking words to people she shouldn't and I could just see how it created a little bit of doubt in me anyhow so that was just kind of the icing on the cake the last week has been just very very difficult Uh, There's been so many different things happen, issues with the children, my parents being against me, you know, um, Larry and Trish moving in and getting into a conversation about the prosperity gospel with one lady and then Trish got bragged into it and they started busting my chops that I don't believe in prosperity and making fun of me when in fact they were completely misinterpreting what I was saying I do not believe in chasing prosperity I believe prosperity is good if you've chased God and he adds it to you but to to even be sitting under somebody that has to teach prosperity is a deceiving it's deception and I stood out against it and just gently and then I tried to avoid and evade and get away from the conversation and, and fortunately I did without there being any hurt feelings but I could just see how The enemy is everywhere trying to steal, kill, destroy, stir up dissensions, create factions, all of that. And then the icing on the cake has been with my guys, I've been pouring everything I have into these men. In particular, one of my guys is shrinking back, distancing himself, still flirting with old dog poo, his dog vomit, still wanting to constantly run back to it. I got one guy who's brand new and seeing victory and a desire for God like never before, been set free from a pornography addiction just like instantly by being obedient to go through uh, a practice of forgiveness. And then I got this other guy who came out of the the gate swinging like a prize fighter and now he's starting to be weak and, and... He's dropping back and another guy is doing that a little bit. And I just started getting so discouraged. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not wasting my time on guys that want to go backwards. And I started getting very discouraged. And I started having thoughts of, forget it. Why even do a Bible study? Why even do the videos? Nobody cares about this stuff. And I can see myself being discouraged. Like, why, why not just live the life for me? I'm doing just fine by myself. I don't need to try and help people that don't want to be helped you know and so that's all been going on and um i've been really struggling the last couple of days not like getting ready to quit but just having lots of those thoughts that won't go away so this morning i wake up and i'm like father i need your grace i've been praying for the lord's grace i had a horrific headache it's a day of the bible study i'm supposed to speak about um Temptation, deconstructing temptation, I'm going to tell about my own story, my own sexual um, temptation where I failed and um, deconstruct like a spiritual attack and I wake up with a horrific headache just like last Thursday, I'm discouraged. I'm concerned, you know, am I just being prideful, trying to tell guys, the enemy's telling me, Michael, you're just being prideful, telling people, you know, you're strong, and you're comparing your strengths to their weaknesses, and, you know, what are you doing correcting these guys and all that stuff? And Man, I just got, I had a spirit of confusion on me this morning, and I, um, all of a sudden, I start just taking a break, I press into prayer, and then I start reading my devotions, and all of my devotions are about don't shrink back, don't go back to the areas that you already have victory in, don't allow the enemy to open up doors, continue to persevere, don't give up, don't look back, push forward, like literally very encouraging stuff. So I ended up getting on my face in prayer and um, the father just, just awakened his, he just gave me some grace. I still have a mild headache but it's not nearly as bad as it was. I chose not to take ibuprofen this morning instead just to pray. So I'm seeing that God is encouraging me and I'm back ready to go. And I, I am just, I really believe that I must be very close to walking into my destiny. That, you know, Laura must be just around the corner. And um, man, I can't even say her name anymore without feeling emotional about it. Wow. I just cannot wait I still believe the enemy has wanted me to not believe for her and not believe for a destiny anymore and he's wanted me to not believe for anything in my ministry and wanted me to believe just for mediocre and nobody's going to get it and nobody cares and he has been just lying to me, lying to me, and lying to me, and lying to me and if you believe the lies long enough before you know it you can move from faith to doubt, you can start to question and I just... Think about all the battle I have fought for Laura, the time and the, the thoughts in my head and the prayers and the journal entries and the just the waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and I can see how God would just want, or the enemy would just want me to just give up. People make fun of me and think I'm an idiot, that I'm, you know, just, who do you think you are? That ain't going to happen. Friends tell other people he ain't going to get with her. He's, he's so out of his mind thinking that. I mean, people literally saying that stuff. So, by God's grace... And I don't ever want anybody to think I'm stronger than I am. This is why I want to try and capture these moments because it is only by God's grace. Michael Criswell is weak. Michael Criswell wants to give up. Michael Criswell wants to quit. Michael Criswell wants to just fade back. Michael Criswell wants to just, you know, crawl in a cave and just have him and God alone and not worry about anybody else's failures or not being able to get them up to where I'm at or where I want to be or whatever. Just quit but the spirit of christ in me compels me to depend upon his grace and to move forward and so I'm, I I continue to do so and you know when god delivers me into whatever he's going to deliver me and I don't want to be so presumptuous but I believe that god will deliver me and I believe he is going to restore me but you know should god choose to do so still I think it'll be such an encouraging thing for Um, me to look back and, and to really know how I felt and how close I was to quitting so many times.